traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Hi, it's me. Yes. I'm planning a big weekend that will have nothing to do with the Super Bowl. Who the hell needs it? I'm telling you, man, if you skip that ridiculous mess, it's, it's going to be like you'll gain uh, two, two extra days. Two extra days. Think of what you can do while everybody else is doing nonsense. Sitting around watching that game. Uh, let me ask you this. Are they going to sit around and watch you do anything? It, it, the way to get ahead is to not use your downtime relaxing too much on Netflix, on sports, on crummy food. You know, as a kid, I could never figure that out, actually. Well, what am I saying as a kid? Last year, I couldn't figure it out. There I am gorging myself, gorging myself on all the great crap that's available to us at the Super Bowl, Super Bowl parties, nachos. How is it that nachos? You see these incredible specimens of uh, humanity. These guys are in rock-solid shape, most of them. The defensive linemen, the offensive linemen, they can be pretty uh, – they got problems sometimes. But anyway, these guys are in great shape, yet we sit around um, basically slowly killing ourselves, eating food, uh, crummy food, drinking beer. It's all a waste of time. And now that they're gone totally woke, I have no interest in it. I encourage you to do something else. Seriously, find something else. You know what you could do with three hours of your life every Sunday for 16 weeks? How long is the Super Bowl? Uh, how long is the? Uh, it's longer than that. It's like twenty weeks. How long is the season? The football season. I, it, I don't know. It from September to January, February. You could start a business. You could get a pilot's license. You could become a real estate agent. You could do anything with three hours consistently spent on one thing every single weekend. And um, now you can also blow it. I'm not saying I put all my time to good use. I really. But this is a leg up, I'm telling you. And now that Snoop Dogg and, who is it, Dr. Dre are going to be headlining it, this is an insult to everybody, every law-abiding person in the country, that these two pigs, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, who glorify misogyny, they have no respect for women, they don't even call them women, they call them their hoes. Half of uh, these guys, their their whole repertoire is complaining about some Ho, who somehow disrespected him or disappointed him or let him down, and he's going to take it out on this with this other hoe and get back at that hoe. It's really, really offensive crap. And then it's the uh, the, the f the police nonsense. And I think Snoop Dogg was one of those guys who was calling for uh, bad things to happen to Donald Trump. I'll leave it at that. I'm not talking just getting defeated at the ballot box. And now these guys are taking the ultimate victory lap. Like, we are here. We are hip-hop. And this is it. This is it. This is our moment. Hip-hop stinks. 95% of it stinks. The lyrics are horrible. You can't dance to it. And it's, you know what? I heard a guy say, and I'm going to introduce you to him a little bit later. He just lost his son to gang violence in the city. And you know what the father said? I lost him. 
to hip-hop, which is the devil's music. Now, not all hip-hop is devil's music. You know what? But, heck, a lot of, a lot of music is. Even not hip-hop. Even some of that disco stuff. It's all about fulfilling your most base, carnal desires. And uh, that's not the way we're supposed to live. I, I, do I sound like a holy roller? I hope not. But you know what? Whatever. I wasted a lot of time on that junk. A lot of time on it. Now, I have almost no interest in music anymore. Does that make me a boring person? Actually, no, because I have interest in people. I want to know about people and their lives. The last thing Adele needs is another fan. The, ne- the last thing that um, Maroon 5, what's another? Drake, the baby. They need some other guy like me pretending that they're a fan. I don't know. Here's, uh, here's Snoop Dogg on what it means to be performing at the Super Bowl, who, I will remind you all, is a misogynist and is a cop hater. And just because he posed for pictures with a couple of cops doesn't mean anything, Jimmy Kimmel. What do they say? They're doing the whole big ramp up to the Super Bowl. Go ahead. This is a blessing because the Super Bowl is the biggest sporting event in the world, mm. and hip-hop is the biggest form of music in the world. Yep. And for us to be able to have the opportunity to bring the two worlds together, we got the queen of R&B. Yep. We got the king of hip-hop. Yep. We got just his all of his, you know, protégés in the place. This is what it's about. This is what hip-hop and the NFL is supposed to be about, representing, about change, about moving forward. So we appreciate the NFL for even entertaining hip-hop because we know a lot of people didn't want hip-hop on stage. True that. we're here now and it ain't nothing you can do Thank about you. That <laughs> That's part. right. Yeah, well, I'm not giving up. It's all about change and moving forward. Is that what it's about? Last time I looked at the uh, the football field, they weren't playing the national anthem. Uh, is that change? Is that moving forward? Uh, Black Lives Matter and blazing on the helmets and on the field. Is that moving forward? Is that the change you're talking about? And what is Black Lives Matter? It is an anti-family cancer growing like crazy in the country. And corporate America is too scared to do anything about it. Most of the media are too scared to do anything about it. Most people in politics are too scared to do anything about it. So, uh, no, uh, Snoop, this is not an advancement. This is a, this is not even a major step backwards because I don't think we've been here before. This is a step into some nether world that I don't like and I don't want to un- I don't understand and I don't want to understand it quite frankly. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Now this is a guy who was the founding member of NWA. You can look up what that stands for. NWA. And they they made it big with F the police. And they didn't just say F. What did he say? Again, they have this silly press conference not with the players but with the uh the halftime show. And by the way, it's right under the logo of Pepsi Cola. Screw you, Pepsi. You know, I stopped drinking Coke. I'm done with you, too. Who needs Pepsi? Who needs your junk? Who needs your poison? And you're going to facilitate this poison. Dr. Dre, I'm doing this for instructional purposes only. Now, what the hell did he say? We're going to open more doors for hip-hop artists in the future and making sure that the NFL understands that this is what it should have been a long time ago. You understand what I'm saying? So 
Yeah, we're going to show exactly how professional we can be, how dope we can be on stage, and how ex- how exciting we're going to be to the fans. Mm-hmm. So we're going to let you know what it is. So he uh, he said it's going to be professional. And then he went on to talk about how he's going to take his you-know-what out. I-, I couldn't actually tell what it was, but it was something that they had to bleep out. You had to bleep this, you had to bleep that, you had to bleep this, you had to bleep that. But he's professional, all right. Should have been a long time ago, huh? No. This never should have happened. Not even tonight. Not even Sunday. And there are great, great rhythm and blues artists, R&B. Is that called the Queen? Who's he talking about the Queen? I thought Aretha Franklin was the Queen. Songs, forgive me. And I know I sound old. I don't care. And quite frankly, in the big picture, I'm not old at all. I'm actually younger than uh, Snoop Dogg. I'm younger than Dr. Dre. Um, and that's a problem. Too many people are afraid of appearing mature. You know, we're all basically in this together, not in the corny way that uh, Joe Biden says. I like to point this out. So uh, let's see. You got a 20 year old and you got a 50 year old. Oh, my gosh. That 50 year old would not know anything about the 20 year old's life and vice versa. Um, no, that's really not true. I saw a picture the other day of two people walking in 1911 outside the Flatiron Building. 1911. Now, everybody in that picture is dead. I wonder at the time, though, there was a 20-year-old girl and a 60-year-old guy. Did, did she feel like, oh, my gosh, you know, we're, we're worlds apart? No, you're not. No, you weren't. So when, I'm, uh, when the 50-year-old is 120, the 20-year-old will be 90. <laughs> I know that's kind of ridiculous. But uh, anybody's opinion, not anybody's, but... I'm just saying older people should not just shut up because they think, oh, well, this is what the kids do. Do you want your kids doing this? You want your kids screaming about hoes and what they should do to you you and your certain whatever and how they should do it? And if they don't do it, what are they going to get? And what are cops going to get? All that stuff, it's horrible. It's violent. It's just depraved. And if you don't want to take my opinion for it, uh, we can ask the father of that young man. Let's see here. Jay Kwan, 18 years old, was shot and killed uh, in the city. Now, Eric Adams is blaming the bureaucracy. Did you get that yet? Eric Adams blames the bureaucracy. Let's see. Let me see about this. Uh... Did the bureaucracy shoot this kid? I don't think so. But somehow it's the bureaucracy's fault. Let's hear. The story of Jaquan breaks my heart. His story tests my spirit. And we must do better for young people like him. Because I was once a Jaquan too. I knew what it was like to worry about losing your apartment, your stability. I've been on that path of pain. And I know there's a way out. But it's not a road we travel alone. Anything else? Because he talked about how the, the bureaucracy failed him, city agencies failed him. Like the government, we can rely on the government. According to his father, um, music played a hand in his, in his death, perhaps. So this is uh, Fox 5. They did a report on this, and uh, let's listen. Our first reaction was, he's a strong boy. He's going to make through. You know, he's going he gonna to be all right. But then... Um 
That was at two o'clock. Then uh, two thirty-nine, I received another call, which was from a doctor, to tell me my son was dead. A heartbroken Perry Williams spoke with me from his car after identifying his son's body. 18-year-old Jaquan McKinley, whose rap name was Chi Watts, was pursuing a drill music career on social media and streaming platforms. But there was hard competition from the streets. His dad says he was no saint, but should not have died like this. Our hip-hop is no longer hip-hop anymore. And now, if you're not doing drill, you're not going to get no, no play. The hard-driving beats and dark, ominous sound of drill originated in Chicago. It was also heavily gang-affiliated. It got a new life in Brooklyn and was brought into the mainstream by the late Pop Smoke. His friend and protege, 22-year-old Tajay Dobson, known as drill rapper T.Wu, was shot and killed last Tuesday, also in a drive-by, right after signing a record deal. The drill is, 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 is the devil's music. It's nothing but murder, death, kill, drugs, everything, the whole ingredient for for us to lose. Wow. That's Lisa Evers reporting, by the way. Excellent. Uh, That's some some serious stuff right there, huh? So Jaquan went by the name Chi Watts, and you heard what he said, hip-hop. Hip-hop has become the devil's music, and this drill... Kind of a murderous, thunderous, dark, ominous kind of music imported from Chicago. We know what's going on there. Pop Smoke is no longer with us. Neither is T.Wu to explain. You know, thanks to social media, every kid uh, thinks they can be a superstar at something. All right? With no effort. Maybe it's shaking your ass in the mirror and taking a picture or singing the devil's music, or something. Wow. So hip-hop has finally arrived. I guess it has. Hip-hop wasn't always like this, by the way. Uh, There's that great hip-hop song from the... Keep... What's it called again? Grandmaster. Which was an anti-drug message, by the way. White... Lines, vision, dreams of passion. Do me a favor, find that. When I say hip-hop sucks, 95% of it sucks right now. And uh, But we're going to have an orgy at the Super Bowl celebrating it. I won't be participating. I hope you blow it off, too. I'll be right back. Peace. Vision, dreams of passion. And all the while I think of you. A very strange reaction. The more I see, the more I do. Baby. All right. So there's some call. There are some of these uh, songs that are cool. <laughs> I know that's uh, almost 50 years old right now, but it had an anti-drug Pro-law enforcement message, I believe. With nothing to gain except killing your brain. Um, and now now we got the devil's music. It has warped. It is uh, It's so low now. Horrible stuff. All right, here is overwhelming total proof of the uh, continued conspiracy to get Trump. All right, you know about the first fake impeachment, the second fake impeachment, Russiagate, all that crap. Now they're working on... Um, uh, documents that he may have taken with him 
classified documents that he may have taken with him to Mar-a-Lago. Now, this is where they, they just have gone. You ever hear the phrase, jump the shark? That's when you just take something way too far, when you just have gotten too carried away and everybody's over it. It comes from, remember Happy Days was like the most popular show in the world for like four or five seasons. And then it was like, geez, how do we keep this going? I mean, how many times can Richie, you know, run for student council president? I mean, what do we do? Joni loves Chachi. How many, they started running out of plots. So they all took the gang to Hollywood. And I guess they did that in season two. So what well, we got to have a new twist on it. So Fonzie goes water skiing and he gets into a feud with some guy. Anyway, he's got a water ski over sharks. And it goes up a ramp, and then I th- it's just ridiculous, right? I mean, come on. So uh, that's jumping the shark. It became a, a, a phrase. I think one of the Howard Stern guys came up with it. Anyway, jumping the shark is when you take something way too far, and it's basically the beginning of the end. And that's where the fake news is regarding uh, stopping Trump, I believe. This took place on CNN, which may not be CNN for much longer. Looks like they're going to totally revamp the joint, as it should be. All right, this is Maggie Haberman talking to the fake news morning show over there. Ready? Uh, They're talking about, I wonder how much setup this needs. Her big discovery, her big scoop. President Trump allegedly flushing papers down the toilet. Yeah, believe it or not. That's what she's pushing here. Cut 23. I learned that staff in the White House residence would periodically find the the toilet clogged. The engineer would have to come and and fix it. And what the engineer would find would be wads of, you know, clumped up print, wet printed paper, um, and, you know, meaning it was not toilet paper. This was this was either notes or some other piece of paper that, you know, he, they believe that he had thrown down the toilet. What it could be, Brianna, could be anybody's guess. It could be anybody's guess. It could be anybody's guess. I'm going to guess toilet paper. What do you think, huh? I'll be right back. This is the 77 WABC Sports Update. Two close contests in basketball as we saw the NBA trade deadline come and go yesterday. The Brooklyn Nets at the Washington Wizards. They fought until the very end but ultimately fell to the Wiz. 113-112 the final. Kyrie Irving dropping 31 points with Cam Thomas adding 27 of his own. This comes after the Nets traded away James Harden to the Philadelphia 76ers in exchange for a package including Ben Simmons. The New York Knicks had a close call of their own in the Golden State. They gave Stephen Clay all they could handle as New York got the W. 116-114. Julius Randle with the big stat line putting up 28 points and 16 rebounds onto the ice the new jersey devils were in action at st louis last night to take on the blues they managed to turn around a 3-2 deficit in the third period into a 7-4 victory with a five goal spree in the third nico heischer making the big impact here scoring two goals with an assist on the night and to wrap up the evening the nfl seasonal rewards were given out last night from nfl honors 2022 aaron Rodgers was announced as your league mvp while cooper cup got the offensive player of the year honors and tj watt was named as the defensive player of the year for talk radio 77 wabc sports i'm kevin perez Hey folks, Sid here. This winter, a warm welcome awaits you at the Breakers Palm Beach, where you will enjoy everything under the sun. Sink your toes into the soft sand of the Breakers Tropical Beachfront and relax at four beautiful, refreshing pools or in the privacy of your own poolside bungalow. Soothe your mind and body at the Breakers' exquisite spots. Lovely there. And invigorate your senses at the resort's indoor-outdoor oceanfront fitness center for down there. It's gorgeous. Enjoy distinctive dining, world 
world-class shopping, and renowned golf and tennis. Plus, The Breakers is committed to making your stay even better with exceptional experiences, gracious service, and unparalleled seaside glamour. All of this and more just a short flight away. So what are you waiting for, folks? Reserve your winter vacation. Do it today. Visit thebreakers.com or call 1-800-BREAKERS today. The Breakers Palm Beach. Once you stay, you'll understand. After 9-11, were you in Lower Manhattan living, working, or helping with the rescue, recovery, cleanup, or construction? Were you there between September 11th, 2001 and the summer of 2002? Have you been diagnosed with cancer or a respiratory illness? If you answered yes, you may be eligible for financial compensation. Call attorney Noah Kuschlewski, managing partner of Kreinler & Kreinler. Noah Kuschlewski has established himself as one of the nation's leading experts on the 9-11 Victim Compensation Fund. He has represented thousands of families while recovering over a billion dollars on their behalf. Noah and his team will work tirelessly to ensure your case is accurate and fair. He has a true personal concern for your future. He wants to help. To find out if you're eligible, call Kreinler and Kreinler at 888-246-4799. That's 888-246-4799 on the web. Visit 911cancerinfo.com. That's 911cancerinfo.com. Many of you have aging parents that were affected during the pandemic when nursing homes took in COVID patients. Most New Yorkers mistakenly believe that former Governor Cuomo mandated that nursing homes take in COVID patients. That's not true. The state only issued guidance to nursing homes suggesting that they admit such patients. Even after the guidance was rescinded, nursing homes continued to admit COVID patients into their facilities. All in all, approximately 16,000 residents in long-term care facilities facilities died of COVID in New York State. If you or a loved one contracted COVID in a nursing home, you may be entitled to financial compensation. The law firm of Krenzel Guzman Herbert is working hard to make sure that you get justly compensated for your suffering. Know your rights. Pick up the phone now and call 212-227-2900. The KG Law Team at 212-227-2900 or email the KG Law Team at kglawteam.com. LifeVac. It is an airway clearance device that can prevent a choking tragedy. LifeVac was developed by Arthur Lee of Long Island. It is safe, made in the USA, and it's a product that has saved hundreds of lives. LifeVac has been reviewed and approved by medical journals and is being distributed worldwide. It's in homes, schools, first responders have it, medical professionals, as well as veteran and elder care facilities. LifeVac is celebrating their 10-year anniversary as the number one airway clearance device in the world. As a parent of two children, I am so glad I have one, and every parent should have one. LifeVac truly appreciates your support, and they're so grateful for the trust you've placed in them. So many good Samaritans have been using their LifeVacs to save lives. In honor of their 10th anniversary, they're extending a 10% discount to any purchase made at LifeVac.net using code WABC to save 10% today. Save a life. Visit LifeVac.net, code WABC. They're running a strange program, y'all. It's a long way till dawn without Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. And I'm uh, putting it out there right now. A friend of mine suggested, look, realistically, I know you're going to watch the damn Super Bowl, but what do you say you turn it off at halftime? Turn it off at halftime. Do something else. 20 minutes. What does it take? 20 minutes. You won't miss any of the game. 
and they will get the message. They know down to the second how many people are watching this thing. The ratings, right? They have it. They have all this, uh, all these ways to figure out who's watching and when they turn off the TV, and that would be awesome. They will get the message that you can't thrust cop haters on us. You can't, period. And that this is a supreme insult right now with cops under fire. I choose cops, not Black Lives Matter. I choose police, not NWA. Okay? Tweet. I just put it out. You know what? Let's do it. Send them a message. Ultimately, we got to do something to save this country. We got to do something to save our culture. I don't even quite frankly care it works. If it were, I mean, I want it to work, but I I just care quite frankly that I'm doing my part. And if you can think of anything else I can do or should do or we should do, please let me know. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-WABC. They are counting on your silence. They are counting on your acquiescence. Don't acquiesce. Don't go along with it. Don't be the numb, dumb consumers that they take us for. Pepsi. Pepsi. Can anybody tell me whatever, whatever, like what, what benefit comes from a can of Pepsi? Look at the look at the ingredients. Look at what's in there. It's, it goes for you too, Coke. You and the uh, Georgia voting law, right? Let's turn it off and walk away. Yay! Uh, I think it's uh, look. It's not my idea. It's a good friend. I will not say his name. Don't worry. But wow, I think I'm. On, I think we're onto something. Don't watch the halftime show. Don't watch the halftime show. Just for refresher, Dr. Dre is the founding member, one of the founding members of NWA. Blank with attitude. N-word with attitude. Horrible, disrespectful, ridiculous title to begin with. And then the songs, F the police and do this and suck on my nine and horrible, horrible stuff. And then there's Snoop and his hose. Sorry, Snoop, not into it, not down with it, okay? Yeah, that's right. I'm white. So what? There are people of all races, all color. Hey, can I hear from that gentleman one more time? Jaquan's father. Jaquan is a young black man shot and killed. His life is over at 18 while he was pursuing a career, quote unquote, which looks like it lasts about nine months in most cases in the art of drill rap. Which is like the most hardcore I mean, this is really vile stuff. It's even it's even worse than NWA. And this guy lost his son, and he blames this new form of hip-hop, which is, in his words, the devil's music. All right, we just played that. Stay with me. Let me know how you feel about that. I do want to touch upon the liar-in-chief, Joe Biden. Um... Let me see here. We got the, did you see the Lester Holt thing? First of all, it was a benign interview. I mean, we got to see Joe lying and stuff like this, but I saw a million headlines. Oh, it got really tough. And Biden called out Lester Holt, called him a wise guy. Ooh, I got to see that. 
I knew as soon as I saw the headline. I know he always says wise guy. He always he was chuckling, and he's not going to get out of line with Lester Holt for multiple <clears throat> reasons. Cut 35, please. I think it was back in July you said inflation was going to be temporary. I think a lot of Americans are wondering what your definition of temporary is. Well, you're being a wise guy with me a little bit. Uh, I understand that's your job. But oh, look, my uh, gosh. At the time, what happened was the uh, – let's look at the reason for the inflation. The reason for the inflation is the supply chains were cut off, meaning that the products – for example, automobiles – the lack of computer chips to be able to build those automobiles so they could function, they need those computer chips. They were not available. So what happens? With the number of cars that were reduced, the new cars reduced, it made up at one point one-third the cost of inflation because the price of automobiles were up. So what I did when I went out and made sure we started to make those domestically, we got Intel to come in and provide $20 billion to build a new facility. A number of organizations are doing the same kinds of things. Uh, by the way, we have inflation because of uh, not enough computer chips for the cars. Is that is that it? Is that what he said? No. We got trillions extra rolling around the economy because you printed too much money. You're being a wise guy now. Ooh, there are so many headlines. Oh, my gosh, the president called it a wise guy. Nevertheless, there were some interesting things that happened in this. For instance, Joe Biden does not seem to know what country he's talking about, literally. Cut 36. Does any of that ring true to you? No. No. That's not what I was told. That you were told that the U.S. administration officials were prepared, they knew it was time to get out? No. What I was told, no one told me that. Look, there was no doubt. But if we had not gotten out, they acknowledged that we would have had to put a hell of a lot more troops back in. It wasn't just 2,000, 4,000. We would have to significantly increase the number of troops, and we were back in this, this war of attrition. And, it, and there was no way we were ever going to unite Ukraine. I mean, excuse me, Iraq, Afghanistan. No way that was going to happen. And so this is a much wiser thing to do. I just want to clarify, are you rejecting the conclusions or the, the accounts that are in this Army report? Yes, I am. So they're not, not true? I'm rejecting them. Um, what a mess. What a mess. Uh, Ukraine, Iraq, excuse me, Afghanistan. I'm rejecting them. Uh, are they telling the truth? I reject it. See that? Sometimes he gets clever about telling lies. I was not told. This is, this is why he's president, because he was at one point, I don't want to say he was a good liar. He was just a bold-faced liar. Anyway, very, very drifty, very out of it, and uh, no one's impressed. But here we are. We're going to see more of that during the uh, halftime show. What do you think? Pamela is in Central Jersey. Hello. I agree with you, Kelly. After those 13 soldiers were slaughtered and what's going on in our country, the least we can do is give up a stinking football game. Yeah, I'm a little bit pessimistic about giving up the football game, what about the halftime show? You think I should go for the halftime show or the whole the whole game, the whole ball game? I say the whole ball game. Yeah, I know, but you're probably not a football fan. I'm not a football fan. Are you a football fan? I like sports. I like the Olympics. I have no problem. I've gotten into football games. Yeah, you know, I know, I but you don't. Of... I mean, who's playing in the Super Bowl? 
the Rams and the Bengals. Oh, very good. I only knew half of that myself. No, excellent. All right. Uh, so, uh, all right, good. I'm glad you're on my side here. I mean, let's – can we give him a message with this? I I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. The society is going backwards. It's going crazy. Not even backwards. We've never been here before. Where we glorify on this level, mainstream level, we glorify guys who hate cops. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Pamela, I'm glad you concur. All the best. Real quick, what do you do in Central Jersey? Well, I was a special ed teacher for over 21 years until I was canceled. What do you mean you were canceled? What happened? What would you do? Oh, when all this stuff started up, I was told if you didn't pass non-white students, there'd be hell to pay. And I got hell to pay. I had to hire lawyers and everything. And this was before all this stuff. And when I tried to tell the woke people what was going on, they were out of it. And look where we are now. I saw it coming, and I was part, a part of the victims. Wow. Well, hey, you sound like a victor, not a victim. Keep it coming, Pamela. I appreciate it so much. Sorry about that, but let's see what happens next. Uh, Eric is on the phone. Hi. Hey, hey, Greg. Yeah. Um, you had a call. It's good to talk to you again. You had a call yesterday. I called in about being descended from slaves. Um, we're all descended from slaves. You know, the Barbary slave, well, most of us, the Barbary slave trade, it was um, lasted hundreds of years longer. It was much more brutal. brutal. It was... Um, you know, Europeans taken into slavery by Arabs. Um, so, and that, I think, I believe, if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm not wrong, the word uh, Slavic comes from slavery. Those those Europeans, you know. I so think you're of, right uh, about the Slavic thing. I don't know anything about the rest of that stuff, to be honest. I just don't. Although I do know that slaves, uh, slavery certainly was not unique. Is not unique to American history the way uh, our culture, our media, mainstream media wants us to believe. Uh, certainly not. It's all over the place. Heck it's in the Bible. Not that it's good, but it's in the Bible and parable. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's there. We act like we invented it. We did not. Anything else? Exactly. Exactly. No, look, someone else acts like, like, uh, someone else invented it. Basically everybody's, everyone's, uh, living in the past. You know what I mean? All right, Eric. So. I appreciate it. Thank you. Lou is next. He's in Nassau County. Where in Nassau are you? Garden City, Greg. Oh, no kidding. Before. Oh, we t- yeah. yeah. What street again are you on? Cedar. Cedar Place, right around the block from where I used to live. Wow. Well, yeah, my house backs up to your old house, uh, my backyard. Anyway, Greg, I'm not watching this football game this Sunday. Uh, I've been, I've seen every single Super Bowl since Super Bowl One. Watched them even when I was in Vietnam. Uh, they broadcast. We took a, a Humvee to... Uh, to a location, watched it uh, at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I've seen every single Super Bowl. This will be my first Super Bowl that I miss, uh, and I'm with you on that. I've canceled out a whole bunch of other uh, uh, woke uh, companies, American Express, CVS, Coca-Cola, uh, just to name a few. And Wait, I've a written letters. Wait a second. Wait a second. American Express is woke? Well, they had a policy, and I spoke to the president of American Express, believe it or not. He, uh, Who, Ken Chenault? Was... Ken Chenault? No, no, no. Uh, Steve's, uh, I don't want to mention his name on the air. Uh, All right. Uh, what did he say? Anyway, he said uh, they had a policy where they were not going to contribute to uh, any Republican uh, uh, candidates. H- wholesale, not just some, all, and uh they tried to explain it away a bunch of a bunch of BS. What about uh, Democrats? Did they did they do the same thing? Oh for- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that was it. They were right. going to contribute to that. So it was a whole totally one sided. Uh, uh, That's crazy. Action. Hey, can you see my old house right now from where you are? 
looking at your old house, right? I'm actually in my backyard right now, and I'm looking at it. That is so cool. Are you sure it's my house? What does it look like? I'm positive. Well, it's got uh, it's got uh, uh, the chimney is on the uh, left hand side, heading towards Franklin Avenue. Yeah. What kind of uh, roof does it have? Now it has a. Uh, I don't, it has an asphalt shingle. Maybe it had a. Uh, what? Maybe it had. You got my. Wait, 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 well, no, 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 no. It has the Spanish. Uh, the Spanish. Uh, yeah, Spanish, Spanish tile. But why did you just say asphalt? Why did you just say asphalt shingle? You know what? I'm kind of nervous here. I'm looking at it right now, Greg. What color uh, is the house? Yeah. Now it's. <laughs> Now. You know, I can't see it because oh. there's a tree right right behind it. You know, the poles are in the back. Yeah, right yeah. Mm. All right, Lou. I, well, I'm okay, you want believe. me to – I'll get you a better look at it. Yeah, I could see no, it. My, I, uh, uh, all right. Yeah, all right. No, no, I don't want you getting caught looking in the backyard. <laughs> and just leave it alone. I Lou, I, I appreciate it. No, right. it's, it's you. It's you. It's you. Thank you, Lou, very much. Uh, I do have to go. Um I don't know. It has a Spanish tile. He did say asphalt. I don't know what he's talking about. I mean, he, I, my guess is he lives probably a couple of houses away, and he might be getting it confused. Who the hell knows? It doesn't really matter. But thank you, Lou. And uh, looks like this is taking off. We're boycotting the Super Bowl, the whole damn thing. Be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. All right, it's taken off. We're we're not doing this. We're not doing the Super Bowl. First, I was like uh, the whole game. Then I was like the halftime show. The whole game, the half halftime, at least the halftime. Let them know that you're not watching. All right, now who the hell cares who's watching uh, or who is in control of individual media companies? Like real quick, think who is the president of CBS News? Hmm? Do you know? Do you care? NBC News. Hmm? ABC News. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Nobody really should care. They're just a bunch of leftist, woke people trying to make their way in the world by being as woke as possible and going along with the mob. Uh, But the fake news thinks you really do care, or at least they care. Listen to their reaction when it was uh, reported that Jeff Zucker was being removed from CNN. I mean, they treated this like the president died. It was incredible. Cut 26, please. We have news now to report involving our network. CNN President Jeff Zucker has just resigned after disclosing a consensual relationship with a colleague. We're following some breaking news now. Uh, big developments sending shockwaves throughout the world of cable news. Jeff Zucker has just resigned as president of CNN, effective immediately. CNN President Jeff Zucker abruptly resigned after acknowledging a consensual relationship with a co-worker. All right, so that you were just listening to that, but that was Nora O'Donnell, CBS News. The other thing, all breaking news, special reports, blah, 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 blah. We have breaking news now. Who cares? This is an inside media story. Just another sign of how out of touch, how disconnected they are from people, from um, the American people, uh, that anybody outside of their little club would really care about whether or not Jeff Zucker was running CNN. Most people don't care. Now, go a little bit further here. Uh, It wasn't like they overdid it for two minutes and then they moved on with their lives. No, this is like a two or three week story now. And the people on air at CNN, unbelievable. It's like the lunatics running the asylum. One of those classic scenarios. So they bring in a new boss. His name is Jason. 
And Jason makes one of those moves where he goes around trying to rally the troops, you know, town hall meetings and all that stuff. Very bad idea. Whenever you're outnumbered, expect the troops to just mutiny. Nobody listens to people anymore. Nobody nobody takes their cues from leadership. you got to do it all one-on-one, if at all. It's such a toxic uh, stew right now out there. So these these anchors, this is Allison Camerata. She was on air at Fox News for a long time and then uh, CNN for a long time. I don't think she's missed a paycheck in at least 20 years. You think of what we've gone through as a country in the past 20 years, what you've gone through. COVID, Black Lives Matter, all this stuff, right? Hmm? Now, she's been working all that time. And here's what she says to the new boss of the company. She's demanding answers about why they fired the old boss. First of all, who the hell would really push this other than a delusional person who thinks they're incredibly important and you know, just because you're talking to important people doesn't mean you're important. So, and listen to how she says this affected her. Her boss's boss's boss boss gets fired. Yet we need to, <laughs> she wants everybody to think about her. So, this was a major Zoom call and a, a copy of it leaked. And here it is, Allison Camerata telling the boss, how painful her boss losing his job has been for her. Cut 27. What you're hearing and what we're all experiencing is just a huge shockwave to all of our mental health. This has been incredibly destabilizing and unsettling. And, you know, one of the secrets, I think, to mental health is understanding. And um, the way that happens is getting some answers and some closure. And we don't have that. Mm. We don't understand in this room why the death penalty was necessary. We all agree there's a mistake made. Jeff acknowledged there was a mistake made. What we don't understand and what's affecting my mental health personally is the death penalty aspect of this. It's really bewildering. Bewildering. Her mental health is affected because Jeff Zucker was messing around with some girl at work and who knows what. Last place network, the boss gets fired after nine years. And she says this affects her mental health. Talk about high maintenance. Talk about out of touch. What else did she say in there? The death penalty. Uh, You mean losing the job? That's the death penalty? That's akin to death? The guy... (laughs) He's just he's he's just a media executive. He'll find some other media company. I mean, it was the death penalty. See what I mean about these people? They're crazy, and they're so into themselves. Mental health. You know where I've been? I've been to places where I've heard sounds like this. Cut twenty eight. That kind of stuff can do a number on your mental health. Sitting in an air-conditioned studio with makeup on and hairspray. And the boss is no longer your boss and your mental health is at risk. It's disgusting. All right, let me know what you think. Uh, 800-848-WABC. 800-848-WABC. And uh, let's blow it off, okay? The Super Bowl. Are you with me? Be right back. 
Kelly on 77 WABC. Who was in charge of that debacle is uh, now in charge of the Ukraine situation. His name is Jake. Some guy named Jake. Um, hey, he went to Yale, so he's got to be a he's got to be a genius, right? That's how they think in Washington, by the way. They give these guys these uh, these guys who are good at books, good at philosophy books, these big jobs, and they have no clue. He has no understanding of the military. He has no understanding of um, just practical human matters. But here he is uh, spouting off. Uh, he's running the world right now. This is Jake Sullivan live at the White House. That could obviously kill civilians without regard to their nationality. A subsequent ground invasion would involve the onslaught of a massive force. With virtually no notice, communications to arrange a departure could be severed and commercial transit halted. No one would be able to count on air or rail or road departures once military action got underway. Now, again, I'm not standing here and saying what is going to happen or not happen. I'm only standing here to say that the risk is now high enough and the threat is immediate enough that prudence demands that it is the time to leave now. While commercial options and commercial rail and air service exist while the roads are open. All right. We're not getting involved in Ukraine. We're not, and we shouldn't, and we can't, and Ukraine is not a member of NATO and whatever, and it looks like, pardon me, Putin is going to go in, and there's not a damn thing we can do about it until after the fact. If America were as weak as it is, what would you do if you were Putin and you've been longing to bring Ukraine back into the fold of Russia? Yeah, you'd probably invade too. If you were like-minded and whatever, I mean, I look, I want peace to prevail. I want peace. Let freedom ring. Hey, somebody said to me on Twitter, and they put this question out there, somebody I never met before, but they they said to all their friends, this is a media person, uh, what is a question, how did she put it? Ladies, what question do you think every woman should ask on the first date? And then a bunch of her girlfriends weighed in. The first big thing I asked, first date or not, is whether they believe, oh, she was just like me. Hold on a second. If you want. Wow. Some of the answers here are pretty good. Now, I modified a little bit. Here's my advice. Okay. And I went on Twitter to announce it. At Greg Kelly USA. Again, she wants to know what question do you think every woman should ask on the first date? I say as follows. First off, no big philosophical questions on the first date. Just take it nice and breezy. Just make sure the guy is not a lunatic and knows how to behave in public. This criterion should remove eligibility for 95% of the dudes. So only 5% will be eligible even for a second date. And on the second date, you don't ask this question. You just make this announcement. And you know what? I wish it were the old days. I wish you never even had to utter the word. But let's face it, um, it's become a very crude and crass environment out there. And guys, I'm sorry, they are 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
All right, so what do I say? Just make sure the guy is not a lunatic and knows how to behave in public. This criterion will remove eligibility for 95% of the dude. Second date, make this announcement. No sex until marriage. Seriously. Yes, seriously. Now, this could not be more radical, more counter to what the hell's going on in the moment. And that's why I think this advice is, quite frankly, so valuable. Look... I've been, I am no angel. I've made all the mistakes you can make. Not all, but a lot. And I've wasted my time and I've wasted the time of others. And I really think that our society needs to stop, go back, go to God, look to God. Look to him, capital H. These things that we have, these appendages, these organs, this is for procreation. Yes, I know, I know, I know. Man, I thought I had it tough. Not tough, but look, there was temptation everywhere, right? I mean, now there's temptation everywhere. It's in your back pocket all the time. You could be swiping left, swiping right in a matter of moments. You can, it's just moments right now. Constantly. Pornography. Anyway, it's, it's, you used to have to go to the other side of town. I think I told you where we got the Playboy magazine. We had to go to Tiamo on 7th Street and one, ha- one person had to be on the lookout. The other guy had to go in and pretend he was buying Sports Illustrated and this and that and the other thing. And then, so this is what it is. And it's not good. But we don't have to live like everybody else. We can step away from it all. You know, Tony Robbins, of all people, said anybody can be up at 6 in the morning with a passion for living. Anybody can choose to do that. Anybody. It's comfortable in bed. It's comfortable to go with the flow. It's easy to go with the flow. And as somebody who went with the flow, and sometimes, yes, goes with the flow, I know. Hmm. So where does that leave us? Where does that leave me for tonight? All right. I'm going to break down the Joe Biden interview with uh, Lester Holt. Because uh, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. We thought he was bad. Now he's worse. We are being defeated at home. We're being defeated abroad. And we have a corrupt liar for a president. There should be. It should be like LBJ in 1967. Throngs of people outside the White House gates demanding change. But for those things that we were talking about earlier, people are just kind of going along with it. Um, hey, by the way, do you want to know why the movies are no respite for us? Remember, not that long ago? And I will say, the classics are better than what's going on right now. The content that we're dealing with is not as good as it used to be. It had to be better to write a book, to get a book published. It had to be worthy of ink and paper. It, to get an article published, you had, it had to be worthy of ink and paper. So you had to make sure that it was beautiful and original and interesting, all those things. Otherwise, why would we invest ink and paper? Now, there's no investment. It's free. It's just zeros and ones. could be as long as you want. Just write, 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 write. Just put it out there. And, and that goes for 
movies and TV shows as well. It does. It's different, but it, it kind of is the same way. There are so many of them now. Look, you remember when you, not that long ago, adults used to go to the movies and watch people talking? One of my favorite movies is Kramer versus Kramer. And then uh, now we have a situation where nobody likes Kramer versus Kramer anymore because there are no black people in it. You can't talk about it because Dustin Hoffman came onto a girl once in 1985. So this is what we're left with. Where is this now? The uh, people complaining about too many white people in the movies. Cut 32. It's no secret that the Oscars has a diversity problem. Once again, the lack of diversity in the nominees is a headliner. The telecast ratings for the Oscars have been down significantly since Oscar So White. The Academy is still overwhelmingly white and overwhelmingly male. This really turns out to be a popularity contest amongst older white men. Now, how the hell does she think that makes me feel? How would she like it if I said this is a popularity contest? among 20-something black women. How would she? How would that make her feel? I don't think it would make her feel very good. Shouldn't. I mean, why would I limit her, whoever she is, by the way? I just saw what she said. She happens to be black. She happens to be a female. She happens to be about 25 years old. But she kind of limits herself to just those things. She can't control any of that. She can't control how old she is. She can't control her gender. Well, now the, I guess she can choose... Can't control your race. So she's judging me for all these things that I can't control. What about the things I can control? Maybe I have a good idea. Maybe I have a bad idea. Maybe I'm funny. Maybe I'm boring. Who knows? Judge us on that. So here we are. We used to have cool movies. Now this is what we have nominated for Best Picture. Are you ready? Drive My Car. Director, Teruhisha Yamamoto. Has anybody ever heard of that? Has anybody ever heard of him? Power of the Dog. At first I thought that was a Malcolm Gladwell book, but I don't think it is. Jane Champion, Jane Campion, Roger Frappier, Emile Sherman. Anybody know anything about those guys? Neither do I. Coda, C-O-D-A. Philippe Rousselet. Patrick Waxberger and Fabrice, Fabrice G.F. Fermi. Never heard of him. Uh, Belfast, Kenneth Branagh. Heard of him. Tamar Thomas. But I don't even know. That's a movie? King Richard. Okay. Is, I, that sounds familiar. West Side Story is back in the theaters. Theaters. Nobody goes to them. Anyway, we don't have a culture anymore. Nobody can relate to this stuff anymore. Because we got rid of the crummy movies, the, the good movies, with crummy ones. We replaced them with crummy ones. I hope everyone's satisfied. Uh, you, you cared too much about the faces making the stuff as opposed to the stuff they were making. But hey... As long as Dr. Dre, the cop hater, is at the Super Bowl, right? Cut 39. We're going to open more doors for hip-hop artists in the future and making sure that the NFL understands that this is what it should have been a long time ago. You understand what I'm saying? So 
Yeah, we're going to show exactly how professional we can be, how dope we can be on stage, and how ex- how exciting we're going to be to the fans. Mm-hmm. So we're going to let you know what it is. What it is. How professional and how dope he's going to be. Be right back. That's right. Hello. The 1619 Project uh, says America was born on uh, in 1619 when the first slaves got here. I just posted a picture to Twitter at Greg Kelly USA. The first uh, our country was born in 1776. And as part of the 1776 Project, my brother and I celebrated. There was a huge bicentennial parade in small towns across America, here in New York City. I think they called it Operation Sale. I saw some of that. Anyway, I just put a picture up. I'm eight years old, and I'm wearing the coolest colonial garb, and I think it's uh, it's really cool. I'm, I'm very proud of it. Hey, I'm reminded Barack Obama is now owner of the property where Magnum P.I. had his house. Remember the Magnum P.I. show? And there was that guy Higgins that he lived with which was a very unusual arrangement. And Higgins didn't even own that house. I think he kept it for some guy named Robin, Mr. Robin Masters or somebody like that. Higgins was basically a butler. He was very learned and cultured, but he was a butler. I don't know what the hell that made Thomas Magnum. Where did he live, in the garage? So they knocked down that house, and Barack Obama bought the property, and he's building a swank crib a crib. Yeah, something cool. And it's kind of disgusting when you think about it. What skill does Barack Obama have? Let me know, please. I really would like to know. Um, I, mean, I went back and I watched some of his speeches. They're not that great. Number one, he's reading all of it. All right. He's reading every single time. How, how could a man like me with a funny name? Uh, it's it's unimpressive. It's not interesting. There were a couple of key things he said over the years, especially when he was trying to get people to like him, that were interesting and compelling, and we thought, wow, maybe this guy could change the game. When he started talking about black fathers and how too many of them are MIA and AWOL, when he started talking about responsibility and how we can't blame the original sin of slavery for everything. I mean, that was interesting. And, you know, a guy like Obama can say it. Nobody else could, right? I mean, no, you watch out. You could be labeled something. You don't. Nobody wants to be labeled anything. Everyone's got to watch their ass. But since he went to Harvard Law School, and hung around the south side of Chicago and got all of those little uh, hood credentials checked, he could say that. Well, he doesn't say it anymore. He abandoned it. And he abandoned those who really needed to hear that message. So believe it or not, it falls to people like me and very few others in the country who are willing to speak openly and candidly about these issues, uh, the culture mob, the culture cancel culture mob, uh, the the woke movement—they've made all of this stuff verboten. 
I mean, no. Most people wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. And I understand that reluctance. I do. The moment you start talking about race, people get nervous. So who's comfortable talking about race? Basically, people who lean left, far left, of many races, by the way. So we're going to cede the conversation to them. No. I will not, because, quite frankly, people are worth it. Uh, We can live in a pretend world, or we can live in the world. We can identify real problems, try to fix them, or we can blame ghosts of the past. People who are seeking power are content blaming the ghosts. The people who want to really fix things and help people can't do that. Know what I mean, Michael in Westchester? Hello? Hello. How are you, Greg? Good. I have to tell you, you're like a breath of liquid sunshine to the American people. I don't know why, Greg, they have to talk about this Super Bowl halftime when they should talk about the brave men and women that are serving our country and also the fallen police officers that have served our country, our states, our small towns, and our hamlets. I love it, Michael. And thank you. Liquid sunshine. I love it. I'm putting that on my Twitter homepage right now, at Greg Kelly USA. Michael in Westchester, I thank you, and I agree with you. Be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Hey, women from all over the place are hailing me uh, for the fantastic advice. Granted, uh, well, I, I won't tell you uh, exactly. I won't tell you everything, but um, she wanted to know what to ask a guy on a first date. And I said, keep it light and breezy on a first date. You don't have to don't make it a job interview. Just nice and light and breezy. You'll he'll tell you a lot about himself without really you asking specific questions. It's nice to get to know somebody, but don't ask any big question then on the second date you should make the announcement if you even remotely like the guy or whatever but no sex until marriage very counterintuitive very much out of sync with the culture i mean totally out of sync with anything everyone that's freakish behavior these days can you believe it that poor father in where is he from by the way jaquan's father jaquan was 18 years old, shot and killed. His father said that he was trying to become a drill rapper, which is a new form of rap, hip-hop. And he called it the devil's music. The father did. He didn't say all hip-hop was like that, and it's not. But a lot of it is. And this guy succumbed to all of that. All right, listen, I uh, don't take as much, as many phone calls as I should, but it's Friday it's your day. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Carol in Rockland County. Hi. Karen, not Carol. Well, uh, it says Carol here, so I'm going to call you Carol. Hi, Carol. No, okay, Karen. Okay. You're Karen? Hey, Karen, what's up with the – what's it like being named Karen these days? You know how I feel about that. I think it's so unfair. I, uh, I still don't understand what that whole thing is about. Yeah. I know it took place in Central Park, but hey – there's no name on my birth certificate because when I was born, my mom forgot what names she wanted to call me. So I was Janet like the first three months of my life. So I have no first name on this. I can even be called Greg. 
You're kidding. You just have a last name on your uh, birth certificate, huh? Birth certificate, yep. I thought they kind of made you pick a name on the way out. Oh, wow. That's inter- That's unique. Hey, Teddy, you don't have to. So, Carol, what's uh, what's going on? Just, I wanted to tell you, uh, it was my first time calling you. I've... Uh, I listen to you, and I, uh, you know, love your comments and all that. You tell it the way it is. Uh, the boycott. I said months ago that they should boycott that uh, the halftime just for the uh, the companies. Let them see how it is to lose some money. But now, because of the Snoop Dogg, that's another reason why they should, uh, you know, boycott the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, not the Super Bowl, but the uh, halftime. And actually, I, I wish people wouldn't go to the Super Bowl at all this year because of what's going on. Why are they encouraging people to uh, defund the police and, you know, kill police? No, it's terrible. I agree. You know what? It's uh, They don't need any more of our money. Multi-billion dollar organization, corporation, whatever, and all those. And to keep making money, they've given in to the woke mob, throwing Black Lives Matter logos all over the place and not even televising the national anthem. It's disgusting. It, it really is. It's not American. It's it's weird. It's it's, it's so bad, Carol. Carol, what are you going to do instead? <laughs> I'm going to watch the Puppy Bowl. <laughs> That's cute. You ever watch yeah. the Puppy Bowl? Yes. Yeah, one <laughs> yeah, they just run around for two hours. It's pretty. I'm it's, not boycotting that one. <laughs> okay. Enjoy very much, Carol. I thank you so much. Patricia is on the line from Merrick. Hello. Hi, Greg. How are you? Okay. What's happening? Oh, nothing. That lady shouldn't watch the uh, Puppy Bowl because hosting it is Snoop Dogg. Are you kidding me? And Martha Stewart. All right, we got to boycott that, too. <laughs> I just and the cats are the cheerleaders. What? I can't even watch that now. Uh, well, I guess when she if she sees Snoop Dogg, I think, uh, I think Carol's going to do the right thing. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, I want to tell you about the problem with um, the cars and why they're so expensive. And um, it's because... In Afghanistan, that's where the minerals were for the chips, for the cars, and for the phones, and that's what the problem is. Are you sure about that? Yes, my husband's in the business. All of our chips come from Afghanistan? Well, the minerals, the bulk of the minerals for the chips to put into the cars and the phones were there. I heard that that was for the future, not in the present. Is that they're already mining that stuff? Why does it... When you go over to Afghanistan, and I've been there, it is the most primitive place in the world. Right, It's right. like whatever – I mean, they're not charging enough for that those minerals because that is the poorest – I'm sorry. It is just a terrible place. But that's one of the reasons why the cars are so expensive because it's, you know, demand, supply and demand. Yeah. What is the mineral? Do we know the mineral in question? Uh, um, lithium. Lithium. Wait a second. Lithium. I know they have lithium in the ground there. Is, is Afghanistan exporting lithium? Hey, tell me what your husband does in the business. Is he in the shipping business? What What, what is he in? Oh, he's a car salesman. Wow. Um, 33 years. Does he like it? He adores it. He does, huh? Toyota. There's a whole art to it, you know? There's a whole dance yeah. to the to yeah. the, to the the car he, sale. He adores it. He yeah. adores Toyota. He, ador- he Everything. He loves it. Uh, well, listen, uh, give him my best. And uh, right. it's it, that is a tough thing, but he loves it. Uh, gosh, commission, right? It's all commission. Yeah, but it's been very good to us. So. Good, good, good. good. You know, good. Referrals after you're in the business so many years, it's, you, you know, referrals are the main thing. You, you know? ever see when Larry David goes in and tries to sell cars? 
No. There's a funny episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Larry David thinks he can sell a car, but he can't. He has no idea, and he totally screws it up. It's kind of funny. Patricia, thank you. Best of the husband. Uh, Let's see here. Bert from Oceanside. That's on Long Island. Hi. Hi, Greg. I'm calling you about Lou, the guy who said he lived behind you, Vietnam veteran. I'm a Vietnam veteran. There were no Humvees in Vietnam. I think he just he misspoke. I think he just misspoke. I, I that did not. I, I caught that myself, and I knew. I think he was just kind of updating the language. Let's face it; it's been a long time since somebody ever said Jeep. It's the equivalent. I don't think he was a phony. I noticed what you noticed, so I don't. I don't. I don't buy it. Yes, you're right about the Humvee. It came online in the late '80s, but sometimes I, I you update your speech to the moment. Do you know what I mean, Bert? I, I I hear you. I just I don't think he was phony about that. Okay, because I'm a Vietnam combat veteran, 101st Airborne. And, you know, it's funny. When I came home, nobody wanted to be a Vietnam veteran. Now there are 20 million people who say they're Vietnam veterans. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's, it's ironic. Yeah, some homeless guy came up to me. He must have been 45 years old, tops. He told me he is a Vietnam veteran. And could I give? I said, oh, yeah, where'd you serve? And he said, um, Tokyo. I just, <laughs> the whole thing was very, very fishy. Uh, what branch were you in, Bert? The Army, the 101st. I'm 11 Bravo, grunt. I served a year there. It's a shame what, that we had to leave. We had that war won, but that's history. You got to get over it. Yeah, let's face it though; it wasn't a shave the day you had to leave, right? Yes. No. Fanny, your father. Hey, thank you so much. By the way, he—you uh, have something in common with him. He served one year in Vietnam combat, and I know what you're talking about, Bert. Nobody wanted anything to do with the Vietnam War, and now uh, it's the coolest thing going. You even got that guy in Connecticut. What's his name? Uh, Denang Dick. Uh, Blumenthal lying about being a Vietnam veteran when he wasn't. Thank you, Bert, very much. Uh, do I have time? Yeah, what the hell? Uh, Brian in Huntington, what's going on? Hey, can you hear me? Yes. How you doing, Greg? Um, uh, I think you seriously... What are you doing? What are you playing with the toys? I hear a bunch of noise in the background. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at the Jeez. I think the, uh, the Zucker thing, you have the, the wrong take on it. Um, you said that... He had a consensual relationship with some woman, and that's not the case at all. Uh, hey, Brian, that, Brian, woman, Brian, Brian, settle yeah. down. you got too much noise going in the background. I'll come back to you. Whatever you're doing, stop doing sure. it. I'm going to come back to you in a moment. Put him on hold. I'll go to Paul in Stanford for a moment. Paul, what's going on? Hey, Greg, how are you? Good. Oh, boy. I see a Bible verse that we could uh, think would apply to the NFL and the whole woke equity thing here. Yeah. Matthew 7, 3. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Before the NFL starts lecturing us on virtue, uh, why don't they you know, apply the same standard to the self? Let's see if we can get uh, more women, maybe some people with disabilities out on the game, <laughs> and they can turn around and tell us, like, oh, okay, yeah, now uh, we can virtue you. Uh, <laughs> now, this, this is what I found even more alarming. So, let's see, we have the perception, right? We could look at this and go, okay, yeah, the NFL's full of it. I'm flipping through the channels. I come across Nickelodeon, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to watch this with my kids when they were little. Nick at night. And I see it. I'm um, sorry, what? Yeah, go ahead. So they, I'm looking at Nickelodeon. They have BLM public service announcement. They're telling the kids they're being discriminated against and that they should become activists. 
And I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is crazy. Um, I mean, it's a good thing. Is besides me, a couple of stay-at-home moms and some toddlers, I don't know who's watching it, but, you know, it's, I found it pretty, pretty shocking. That is pretty shocking on Nickelodeon of all places. Uh, and you think this doesn't have an effect, but it does. It seeps in. You know, you have to make a choice to listen to this radio show. But if you just sit back and relax, you're going to be pummeled. You're going to be hit with those messages all the time, even subconsciously. Paul, that's wild. And thank you for mentioning uh, Matthew 7. All right, let's try Brian again. Uh, Brian, can you hear me? What do you sound like now? You good now? Better. What's up? Better. Um, so the Speak Zucker a little stuff. slower, okay, because you were very excited earlier. Speak slower. Sure. The, the Jeff Zucker stuff, I think you bypassed that way too easily. And almost like that's what they want you to say is he just had a consensual relationship with some woman. Hey, I told you to and slow I'm, down. I told you to slow down. Sorry. All right. Listen, wait, wait, wait. wait. All right, all. stop. Brian, he had a consensual relationship with some woman. You're saying I, I blew that off. Well, yeah, I did because, number one, I don't really care. Number two... Every other network in the world did three days on it. I mean, it was it just over the top. And number three, I happen to know that's not why he was fired. I know that for a fact. All right? And everybody in the business, and again, this is an inside, knows that that was a situation going on for many years. All right? It wasn't a sudden thing. So, Brian, continue. The Cuomo, Zucker, and Gallus relationship. That trio that pushed Cuomo onto the news during the beginning of the pandemic when he was won an Emmy for lying to us and killing grandparents and, and covering it up and raising the numbers to. Yeah, I know. We know. We know. That, Brian, Brian, we know. We know all. We know about that. Now, I know you want to say, well, wait a second. He was on CNN a couple of times. If you'll remember. And I was very, very skeptical of all of this. I was raising covid deaths back then. I called for Cuomo's resignation, I believe, the first time was in September of 20. So if you want to say, oh, well, there was some sort of conspiracy to get him on CNN, he was going on all the channels. He was on MSNBC, ABC, CBS. He was the hottest thing in the world. Even when he got that book deal, $5 million. So I'm not overlooking and I'm not unaware of anything. So I want you to, you like, so so correct me. I mean, like, I I, I don't know what you, I don't know what's new here. Is rather than a consensual relationship with some woman, you could say a consensual relationship with a former Andrew Cuomo employee. She was his director of communications right before going to work for CNN. That was her previous job, and so they had a very close relationship. I, 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 and so it's not I, just some woman. Well, she's very I, involved. Very involved. So I mean, yeah, and. Now, look, I want to play this for you again. Do we have that sound where the, the announcement was made when Jeff Zucker left? All right, go ahead and play that, please. We have news now to report involving our network. CNN President Jeff Zucker has just resigned after disclosing a consensual relationship with a colleague. We're following some breaking news now. Uh, big developments sending shockwaves throughout the world of cable news. Jeff Zucker has just resigned as president of CNN, effective immediately. CNN president Jeff Zucker abruptly resigned after acknowledging a consensual relationship with a coworker. So do you think Zucker leaving CNN, and most people don't know who that is, 
And there's nothing. I don't know who runs CBS right now, ABC, NBC. Do you think that's important enough for that kind of three, four days of coverage? You're saying because Cuomo showed up on CNN's air a couple of times that that's that people really want to know about this. I I do because I think we're watching CNN burn to the ground right in front of our eyes with Chris Cuomo going and Don Lemon and his, and his uh, lawsuits. If it goes, I leaving, mean, if it goes, the ratings bombing. I know, but Brian. It's been they've been bombing for years. If they go, they go. I mean, let me know when they go. Day in and day out, CNN doesn't really affect us all that much. I use them to make fun of them sometimes, but other than that, so I think my Zucker comments are uh, spot on. Uh, you don't have to agree, Brian, but uh, that's fine. Oh wait, Gail is in. Gail, stand by, and I will take a. Uh, wait a second. Just do me one quick favor. I want to remind people to boycott the Super Bowl. If not the entire Super Bowl, if you can't tear yourself away, try to give up the halftime show. Because Dr. Dre, cut 39, doesn't deserve it. We're going to open more doors for hip-hop artists in the future and making sure that the NFL understands that this is what it should have been a long time ago. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah, we're going to show exactly how professional we can be how dope we can be on stage, and how ex- how exciting we're going to be to the fans. Mm-hmm. So we're going to let you know what it is. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Ah, what the hell? Rush used to do this on Fridays. Friday phones. More phone calls. Bill in Hamburg, wherever that is. Hi, Bill. Hello, Greg. Two things. Um, boycott the halftime show because, as someone said, I refuse to watch the pimp and hoe halftime show. <laughs> Number two, um, biological anthropology. I took this course when I was young, when I was 18, 19, 1967. I'm an old guy. So what does this teach you? It teaches you that there are three basic races, Caucasoid, Negroid, and Mongoloid. Uh... Now, that that is all... You know, politically incorrect. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. What school was this? Uh, I, it, it's a school in New Jersey. What and school? It was, a lot of people were taking the course. What school? Uh, it was fairly Dickinson. <clears throat> and they used that, that terminology? It doesn't sound right. It was in the book. It was in three of my books. Well, a lot of things. Uh, anyway, so what's the point? The point is, I mean, it's it's refused today, and it's politically incorrect, and I it doesn't sound like you're too crazy about it either. Well, I mean, I being white, I, I don't know what you're talking. What I know, you're being white. What? I'm a Caucasian. Well, that's fine. All right, Bill. Let's. Um, uh, what else? Anything else other than the college course you took 50 years ago? Uh, actually, I, I think it's really important to boycott the halftime. I'm going to watch the game, but I'm not going to watch the halftime show. Because, you know, it's all about a lot of people with a lot of money and no class. I love it, Bill. I'm going to be with there. You, I'm going to be with you not watching the halftime show. I'll probably do the whole game as well. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Gil, wait a second. Oh, Bayside, Queens. Hi. Thanks, Greg. Uh, Greg, I was reading on Fox News that the White House is pressuring the Trudeau government to put a stop to the Freedom Convoy use the full force and power of their government to stop it. Now, I thought Canada was a sovereign country, but I have yet to see Biden pressuring the Mexican government 
to use their powers to keep the illegal migrants from storming our southern border. That's an interesting point. Now, one thing about that, though, I got excited when I first heard that story. Then I dug a little bit deeper. Apparently, Biden was talking about the Ambassador Bridge, which links Detroit with Canada. And there's been a essential takeover of that bridge and goods can't get over it in or out of America. And that's a problem. That's got to be cleaned up right away. If he's talking about getting rid of the people outside of Ottawa, Joe Biden should not be going anywhere near that. And you're right. He should be addressing the problem at our border, but he doesn't want to. Gil, thank you. Uh, uh, Sam in Woodside. Yeah, hi. Hi. Uh, I want to give you a hypothetical situation. Suppose you went into a Dwayne Reed and you bought a, uh, I don't know, a razor blade, okay, and you paid for it. And a month later, you go into the Dwayne Reed and you, you hike it. You don't pay for it. You try to sneak out with a. What's the difference between the ring, the uh, the first time and the second time? Why the first time you pay? Okay, the point is there's a difference between the have nots. When you pay for something, you're one of the haves. When you steal something. You're one of the have-nots. All right, Sam, I'll think about that this weekend. I appreciate it. Muncie, uh, what do you got? Okay, first date, first question. And i got to give credit to Nikki, my wife. She came up with this one. First question, do you believe in God? Second question, this is even just as important, are you a Democrat or a Republican? Fair enough. Uh, not bad. I still think you should be light and breezy on the first date. Don't get too heavy. Don't get too political. And save that heavier stuff for the second date. What do you say? That sounds good. Okay, uh, you got right. it. All right, Muncie. Peter, Gail, I apologize. We'll pick this up next week. I'll see you tonight on the Newsmax Show. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.